Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Reichert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646 876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you and welcome to the Coffee Club. We were gone last week, but we are back. My computer is hardly not back, but I am back. The crew is back and we've got a new addition and we'll talk about that in just one second here. And we'll go to Ed Swoke in just a, f- in just a few minutes and Ed will be joining us on the panel. So we needed some some kind of expert in We looked high and low, and we found Ed. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. And but we've—I've been to Michigan last week, so a little bit of time up in Michigan near Kalamazoo. So been doing that and basically trying to get this computer back to snuff. All of a sudden, everything went with my Dropbox and all the music. So we're. We're trying to restore that, and that's taken many 12, 15-hour days to get this back up. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But other than that, it's been a a real good time away for a week. But uh, here we are, and here we are back again ready. I don't think there's any 
announcements I need to talk about. I do want to apologize 100% for someone taking over a station and we weren't able to conduct anything or do anything for almost three days last week. So we've got that problem resolved and we thank you for your patience. So I'll turn it over to you, Jenny. Well, I have to follow that act. Doesn't sound like I've been doing anything that exciting compared to you, but I have uh, done my lesson one more time, hopefully for the last time. I can't stand to do it any longer. Uh, And what else have I done? Well, I am working on a project for a visually impaired lady who does fiber art and she's having uh, an exhibit here at Garfield Park so I'm working on making a a booklet with the descriptions of her artwork and she's going to let people that go to the exhibit actually touch the work and so that's kind of cool and what else am I doing well of course I attended lots of virtual sessions of the ACB convention last week and things are sailing along and you did the book club yesterday. You debuted as a DJ on The Legend yesterday. Yeah, that was fun. And we didn't even advertise that. No, we did not. And getting ready for other things. Your mother has a birthday today. So you may or may not be doing something there. So we'll see about that. I can't tell you when I got for her in case she might. The one day that I don't think she's going to listen, she might listen. So I better right. not tell you when I got for But Well, that's true, cool. too. So other than that, I'm still in the testing mode here trying to get things fixed. We do have two new computers I have to set up to make the other changes. So we're doing that, and we're rolling along. Okay, um, Jeff, you take it away. Well, I'll do the best I can here, Bill. First of all, we'll say hello to everybody. We took vacation day last week for the coffee club, and we, we have no All Things Radio tomorrow. We'll definitely be back on full power next week, so that's good. Everything is fine here. Had a beautiful birthday party for my youngest daughter, Brenna, and uh, she's just turned 16, and I got to meet all of her friends and uh, and her boyfriend, and they, there was a Dave & Buster's in Crossgates Mall in Albany. It was fun because um, Kristen said, Brenna, why don't you introduce your, your friends to Jeff? And, and she did. And I said, you don't really want to talk to me, right? You want to have fun to play with the games and uh, and do the video games at, at Dave & Buster's, don't you? And they all started to laugh. And I said, go on, have fun with with Brenna. We'll call you back when the food arrives. And they all laughed. And they and Brenna and Brenna said, thanks, Dad. So that was uh, well, you know, you know, the kid, kid, they, you know, they they don't want to be with the adults. And I get that. You know, I was I was when I was that age, Jenny. I didn't want to be with my parents either at 16. I wanted to be on my own. So uh, it worked out. <clears throat> it worked out quite well. We had a good time. Got a great uh, ice cream cake for dessert. And what did I have? I had a Caesar salad for, for uh, lunch, and that was nice. And so it worked out very well. So that's all I can say. Bill. Over to you. Well, very good. Like Jenny was saying this morning at breakfast, we're getting to be old cats. Uh, we're starting to get those gray whiskers. So we're <laughs> old cats. We'll turn it over to Tim, and we'll save Ed for last here in just a moment. We'll give Ed a special introduction. All right, Tim, you go ahead, please. Good morning, everyone. Uh, nice weather here, so I'm happy about that. Finally uh, got out of the 90s. We've been having a lot of 90-degree days. And, uh, morning, Toto. <laughs> and uh, uh, got a countdown from 19-1 tomorrow night. Look forward to that. And it's good to be back. 
on the coffee club. I had a nice vacation last week. Very nice. I was able to play that for the first time this morning. <laughs> so at least we got it in. And thank you very much, Tim. All right, Ed, are you here? Yes, I am. All right. Speaking of cats, the new cat in the group, Ed. <laughs> um, number one, Ed, you're from Columbus, Ohio. Is that correct? Yes. And we picked you out of millions of people that we had a choice to pick. Um, we went around the country and around the block, and there was Ed there all the time. So Ed's our expert on ninjas and things like devices and tools and cutting grass and taking buses and getting into adventures with his wife. So, Ed, tell us a little bit bit about what's going on in your life. Well, nothing much, really. Um, We're actually waiting for them to come and start putting in our new deck because the one we have when we bought the house was you know starting to rot so we decided to go with timber tech which timber tech is um some people call it plastic wood but it has a lifetime warranty so um it's i don't need to paint it or stain it or anything like that the only thing i'll have to do every once in a while is get the pressure washer out and do off the deck so you know we've been waiting on that well that's good you got a new deck coming and all of that good stuff and we'll be especially in the second hour we'll be asking you things about that and you're going to get into some of our topics here this morning so you're going to be right in the mix of it so just feel free to Speak up, and anytime you can keep Jeff quiet, that's a good thing, Ed. So, yeah, you got it. Uh, you know. I did want to say really quick that if anybody is in the market to buy a new Lady A device or Amazon Basics brands, that Prime Day was yesterday, and today is the last day. I do believe today is the last day for it, and they have some really good, incredible sales on Fire Sticks and Lady A devices. Yeah, uh, $22, aren't they, for the yeah. Dodge 5? Yeah. yeah. Well, they got two sticks. One is the, uh, the Fire 4K, and then the other one is the Fire 4K Ultra. And the Ultra is only like $4 more. So if you're really in the market for a new Fire Stick, go with the Ultra, because it's the newer and the latest and the greatest, as the old saying goes. You know, Does it have more memory than the other one? Um, it has a faster processor. So it would actually, you know, be a lot quicker because, you know, some of the Fire Sticks have a tendency to kind of drag a little bit. So supposedly this one has a faster processor. And I think it's adaptable to the, I think it is, to the new Wi-Fi 6 or whatever, you know, they keep updating everything. So, Well, that's good. You know, I never did like putting one of those on my TV and doing it that way. I kind of liked the fact that I used to get the TV that everything was built right in and you didn't have to do the fire stick, which which I can understand why people who've already got their TV would like to use one of those sticks. And they're, they're not hard to use or bad to use. And you can take it from TV to TV or, you know, whatever the case may be. So there is that advantage in that. But the Amazon TVs have become so slow that they're almost practical. Hardly, they're hard to use now. So 
I don't well, know. Well, that is the advantage about buying a fire stick because when your TV, you know, gets older, it slows down. And if you want, you know, another one, you're going to have to basically buy a whole TV with fire stick. You can just, you know, have a regular smart TV or as long as it has the HDMI, then you can just update the fire stick for like 30 bucks if you catch them on sale instead of spending 300 for a TV. The problem, though, is I think they're fine, but you're right about the TVs, and they don't even have to be older TV. The Amazon system is going to slow it down no matter what you do. Uh, I've gotten a brand-new brand new TV in Florida, and it's still just as, just as slow as ever. Brand new, this, this year's or last year's best it's still very very slow so is the samsung that you bought like that no no it's not qbc just had a samsung uh was it last week i think it was not not um the past sunday or saturday or sunday i think it was might have been the week before i don't know everything's kind of running into each other but they did have a samsung and the funny thing is is when they were talking about it you know trying to sell it to you they actually said that somebody that was blind had actually called in to ask if it was always accessible and they said yes it was and that that is a true statement it is it is mine was voice accessible right out of the box right out of the box and you just fired it up and it gave you a choice you could either use the apple tv you could use the google platform you know the samsung or you could use the amazon so it it was very 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 much accessible so now how good that would be i don't know well i guess we better get to some people wanting to they just can't wait. No, they certainly can't. So uh, no, they can't we've got wait. At least, we got at least two people raising their hands here. No, they just can't wait. And uh, we'll start with uh, Joe Sorensen. Uh, can you unmute yourself, please? And, and hopefully Zoom is quick now. There you go. Go ahead, Joe. We hear okay, you. here we go. Un- un- unmuted. Okay. Anyway, here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Wednesday morning, 75 degrees, sunny skies, heat advisory up to 99 on the 75 tonight. And we have been breaking three digits now for a couple of days. So we make the best until it cools off. Record-breaking heat here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. More things like coming up on. later. And anyway, take it away, Ellen. Good, good, no. Good morning, everybody. Oh, just thought I um, trusted everybody had a nice... Lower your hand that, to that, just, that kind of distracted me. That's um, anyway, I just wanted to say hey and, uh, and say, yep, it's going to be hot, hot. And only problem with that kind of extreme heat is makes it hard to sleep, but get to sleep right away, but... You know, we just muddle right along. Well, you can take a cat nap or sleep in the Uh, afternoon, siesta. Yeah, it it happens, you know. Do you have air conditioning, Ellen? We have air conditioning, but what's weird about our air conditioner, it's like a half uh, swamp air and half uh, refrigerated air because they've got these little um, chiller systems, uh, chiller boiler system. And so it's kind of like half half swamp and half uh that makes it interesting but uh yesterday the, the thing just like it really 
work got to work out because we hit 101 yesterday. Oh, it work it's like I'm working too hard. I'm working too hard. So <laughs> talk about it. The air conditioning has it, wow. So those but, swamp things don't work so well. Yeah, what it is is um, and Ed, you can testify to this, but you know, you know, you can back me up on it because you're really knowledgeable on it. Ed, the expert. Yes, no. <laughs> anyway, um, when it reaches a certain temperature, like ninety degrees or higher, the swamp air conditioners don't work as well as they should. Um, you know, just because the water that goes in there it evaporates way too fast, so. Yeah, yeah, we had air conditioners like that. Oh, they they called them convectors in New York City when in the apartment that I lived in. And what would happen is that if it was a real humid day, sometimes the drains would block would, would clog up, and you would get water all over the floor up below the air conditioning unit. So oh wow, that was not fun. But uh, and I remember that quite well. Uh, and they I don't even know why they designed it that way because they really weren't air conditioners. They, all they did was they they had pipes under the heating units that would either blow either uh, admit warm water or hot water that that would circulate through the system or cold water. And yeah. then the fan would blow over that to cool or heat the room. Now, if it heated the room, it was great, although the heat was dry heat. But when it cooled the room, it was kind of damp, and it was just, it just it, the, the, the cold air would go right through you. And then when those pipes leaked and there was a problem with them, then what a mess that was. Then they'd have to they'd have to pick up all the floor tiles and re and replace the floor tiles. It was just a mess. So yeah, the, I know that that's job security for maintenance, but that's what a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm surprised they don't have a regular air conditioner backup of some kind that would come on when it got too hot for that to work. Yeah, you would think that, Jenny, but this, but this particular system, uh, they don't. But this is this, this this is an old building, and so. But what they're I was talking with uh, one of our one of our managers yesterday because I pop I always like to pop in and say hey, and um, she was telling me that the unit these units are actually they, they replace the units but and when they're in the process of you know just giving us brand new equipment for that but it's just the way that it was designed it was designed that for that for that kind of unit well yeah you know of course it's an older building so that means that putting new ones in, in, in that means they have to re retrofit them and, and, and redesign things and that's not that's not a, a cheap uh, way to go so no, it's, it's very not. expensive to do that so they just maintain what they have so well, and sometimes, too, you got to kind of watch when you, because I know you're probably running the air conditioner, you know, excessively because of the heat. Um, like well, for, what we're, like for, oh, yeah, go ahead. sorry, Ed. Uh, what we're doing is we've got it set to where, you know, auto, it comes on and on, like, you know, at will, as, as it needs to. Well, sometimes you do got to kind of watch because, uh, like, for example, the house next door to me is for sale. And they've been constantly, constantly running the air, which I don't know why, you know, to keep it cool so when people come in to look. And the inspector came over, and I, you know, I couldn't help but hear because it's right next door. And they said, well, there's ice on the air conditioner, you know, on the um, wiring and stuff. And I thought, well, no kidding, because you've been, you know, it's just constantly running. It's like when you constantly run it, believe it or not, you can get ice build up, and then you got to turn it off and let it melt off, and then you can turn it back on again. And well, yeah, and then, right, and then on top of that, they're 
Electricity costs. So you have, I'd hate to see who's going to pay that bill. Oh. You know? <laughs> now, I have a window air conditioner, Ed, and I don't ever remember seeing ice or hearing about ice coming from my window air conditioner. But I also. No, they don't, they don't do that, Chip, because we had one of those. Uh, well, I'm, of... I'm sorry, not a window. It's a sleeve unit, Ed. It goes it's built into the wall. So uh, yeah. and it, it just drains and had no problem. But for a while, and I had the same problem here, Ellen. When it, this air conditioner would drain, they had it balanced it properly when they put it in, and the water and the water from the humidity, if it was a humid, would drip down the the my wall, and I said that, that that's got to stop. Oh. So we we had to deal with that for two years until they realized that hey maybe we. And then what happened was my air conditioner short circuited because water got into the air conditioning unit. So, oh, no. and when I told them what the problem was, they wouldn't listen to me, and that, so then they had to put a whole new air conditioning unit in. It cost them more money than if they had balanced it properly when they put it in to begin with. So. Oh no! Wow. Better than than you though. Chad. That's right, uh, Ellen, yeah. Ellen. Ellen, we do have some other callers who have hands raised, but we'll definitely get back to you later on during the show as well, Ellen. No, that's oh. fine. I gotta go finish getting breakfast ready anyway. So. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah. My, by the way, I'd like some toast and coffee. Can you do that for me, please? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll be sending it down virtually. You know, we we heard on the, on, the, on the funding credit, we heard your name and Bill and Jenny's name close right. close to ours right. on the sponsor right. credit. Right. Oh, darling, I was trying to be anonymous. It didn't work out that way. No. Oh, Rodney, no, you missed it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Thank you very much. Bill, you and Jennifer were, were right below us. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, Gail, can you unmute yourself, please? I believe I've got you uh, asked. Got Gail coming, maybe? Yep, she's coming in. And I'll do it again. Ask to unmute. And I'm, I'm putting the, I push the button, Bill, and uh, uh, Gail hit try Alt A. Alt A as, a, Alt A, A as for Apple. Alt A to unmute yourself. It should work. Okay, I'm unmuted, I hope. You are. Go ahead, Gail. Yeah, sure. Well, I, <laughs> it's been wild with that mute and unmute for me this morning, but everything is okay now. <laughs> I listened to the NFE convention. And it was interesting. There were some really interesting things about accessibility and stuff like that, of websites and, and things like that. Have any of you heard of Jonathan Mosen? Who hasn't? No, no. <laughs> Never heard of him, but go ahead. It was interesting, the things he was talking about um, with uh, accessibility of websites and stuff like this. I really enjoyed the convention. I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't um I didn't get the banquet speech but I did get most of the rest of it. And also I've been everything else I had my um recertification meeting with my with the manager this morning or this afternoon. I hope things go well with that and I've got everything I need together and stuff like that. But uh it's been rather interesting around here too. Whew. Some of it I don't even, well, I don't even want to get into, but uh, some of it's been kind of, all I'll say is, whew. <laughs> but otherwise, everything else is going okay. I have a, an appointment with a different doctor the end of this month, with not with, not with the doctor that I usually go to. Um, he was saying I didn't have to come back and see him for six months. Well, this nurse uh, um, practitioner wants to see me the end of this month. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, that's about the shape and size and whatever else of things. Well, did you enjoy did you enjoy the sessions that you could listen to on the computer? Oh, yes, yes. The, the Zoom thing was great. I heard a lot of interesting things, as I said, about um, 
accessibility of websites and about uh, uh, um, I heard the I heard a lot of interesting things about, like I said, accessibility of websites and and the um, pan, there were some interesting discussions about AI, you know, different things about AI. So that that whole thing was, like I said, I missed a couple of afternoon sessions, but I did get all of the morning sessions. Well, very good, Gail. Sounds good. Well, we're going to move on. And thank you very much, Gail. Thanks much. And, but I'm sure you'll be back, so thank you. I should be. Bye. Thanks a lot. And next on our list is Bill out in Chicago, Illinois, and hopefully you got the message to unmute yourself, so uh, yeah, you are here. here. He's right, prepared. Well, num- number one, uh, last week, Saturday and Sunday, I went to the ACB convention. It was interesting, and they had some good good talks and stuff, and I went through a lot of the product and looked at the different products that they have, and... The one, they had all kinds of different printers and embossers, and, and of course they had the note takers, and, and and the big thing they're pushing here in Chicago, they had a display of the, uh, I, think it's, I think it's called Parliament, or Parla, Parlor, I think it is, the audible uh, traffic light for let you know when you're going to walk, because the city of Chicago has been under quarter, and now they got to put them in, they have no choice. So they're showing pretty much what the city's going to use. And then they showed a demonstration of OCO, that's kind of interesting, but I, uh, I don't know if you know what that's where it indicates the, if the walk light is blinking and it keeps you on track. If you veer off two degrees, the beeping on your phone stops and you angle back and you'll stay straight across the street. Uh, and there was a lot of other interesting products and things. And they, of course, they had a talk on the accessible $10 bill. And let's see what else. And then, of course, I was going Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Sunday, we got all that rain last week. And I, and I come back Monday, and I had, I did have, or had, it was gone then, about six inches of water in the basement. Some place got three feet because they had eight inches of rain in six hours last Sunday. And I had heavy rain yesterday, and it's it cloudy and raining here today. We're supposed to have rain off and on to Monday. But these were not like you are in Vermont. I've been watching uh, that. Oh, yeah. Did, that. Did, is totally underwater. And that's what they say. Some people, they, they told them to go to the second floor of their house because they can't even get to them. And they're worried about that dam right now. They're saying this morning they may have to open up that dam and let more water flow through, and they don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the city because they're afraid the dam's going to let go, and they built that dam and, and after the 1927 flood out that way. Well, I, I just know. heard that the river is slowly receding, Bill, so it may not be a problem, well, except if they get more rain. That's what I well, that's what I heard on the news. It was early this morning. I thought they might have to open the dam and let more water through. Did you but stay at the hotel, Bill? Yeah, I stayed at the hotel, yeah. I didn't know if it you was, were going to. Yeah, we stayed at the hotel. We, we went up Saturday, and I stayed Saturday and Sunday night, and I left Monday evening. Was well, it a hard really hotel to get around in? Not really. They had a lot of, they had quite a few volunteers, but then they had, the staff was really good. Oh, the staff, the, I mean, didn't think that people were talking about the staff at Eglin. I mean, if you, I mean, even if you went to the restaurant, they even had, they had real menus in the restaurant for you, so you could get what you want. Of course, the, the food wasn't cheap. They did have a place where you use a credit card or your debit card, like vending machine, like uh, you know, turkey wraps and hmm. hot dogs and that kind of stuff. They were they were like pretty much anywhere from six to six to ten dollars. But then, of course, the meals in the restaurant were well. Let's see, my daughter and I went to. Lunch or dinner one evening, yeah. The dinner with the dessert and everything comes to sixty dollars. Well, that's that so, that's that's expensive, but you know I've seen it higher than that bill. So you, you oh, know, oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I've seen it higher than that. Oh yeah, that, that, but it was, but I mean, it was, it wasn't, 
it was cheap, you know, and, and they and when you checked at the hotel, of course, you checked in, and then they added a uh, $50 charge on your card because you wanted to, if you ate in the thing, you could just put your room number on the receipt, and they took the $50, and that paid towards it, and if you ran over that, of course, then you paid back to That was one thing they did, and... They had quite a few good speakers. I, I happen to, I caught the banquet speaker. Did you catch it, Bill? No, I you was know. in Michigan. Oh, you're in Michigan. I forgot who the guy was, but he was really good. I mean, he, oh, I, I forgot the guy's name, but he, he was really a good speaker. I will say yeah. the audio, listening from on your devices here at home or whatever, was excellent from ACB. Excellent. You oh, could yeah, hear they, the they crowd. Yeah, they did it real you, good. The good people job. in I, Zoom were clear. Yeah. He was done. I listened to him on, uh, well, when I got back Monday, I heard I heard a few of the signals on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So how many things did you bring home with you? How many Braille displays and Braille printers yeah, and note-takers did you buy? Oh, yeah, the only, yeah, the only thing I thought of, I thought of Chris and Dave, and I said, oh, here's something they'd like to probably experiment with. They got a new wearable. <laughs> it's out of Canada. It's by an outfit called Celeste, S-E-L-E-S-T-E, right? And it, it sounded pretty good. It's not it's not as good as the Oricam. You know, it doesn't have all the features on it yet because it just, it just started. It only had like 25 people on the beta thing or whatever it is right now. But the price was bad because the glasses are like $1,000. But you pay a monthly fee of like $50. And if you don't you need them anymore, you just send them back and they stop the payment. Well, I don't know whether that's, that's better than just owning an outright like Oricam or one of those others or not. But I, I saw it, and it was, it was interesting. I mean, it does pretty much... I guess, Bill, they say the advantage of it is, is if you're out and about and you've got these glasses on, you don't have to worry about hot spots. It connects right to your phone. As long as you've got a phone connect, and most people do, then you can conduct your business or whatever just like you're going on. You don't have to, you're not tethered to a hot spot and right and, and the other and the other thing that i liked about them they look just like glass yeah otherwise they're just, just like like a pair of just like a regular pair of glasses you'd wear they had lenses in them had you know a clear lens but the camera is in the in the center piece in the nose in the ridge piece that's where the camera is set on the side like or cam yeah it's all done you just push a little button on the right hand side of the temple you've got uh you can put in earphones, or you can, or you can connect it to other stuff. And you can also connect your phone. You can answer your phone from them too. Are they hoping to re- interface that with the AIRA at all? At all, Bill? Do they say anything about that? Uh, no, I don't think so. The IRA is going to be by itself the way it sounds like. It's just not at all by its own. But well, they IRA the has talked about it, Jeff. Right. Okay. Yeah. But so. they're, uh, but you know, it's just, I would say for the average person who wanted to give it a try, and then it didn't work. At least you're not putting out. If you bought the Orcam glasses, the high-end ones, they're like, they're like five thousand dollars. Well, if they don't work or you can't use them, you're just out five grand. You got to find somebody to buy them. Well, at least these you put out the way the way I read it and understood them. You put out thousand dollars and you pay fifty dollars a month. And if you don't like them, you send them back and they just stop it. Seems like they ought to work better with the camera in the center too. I always wondered why. Well, that, that's what I, yeah, that's what I that's what I noticed too. I, I tried the Orcam once. When, well, what was it, a few years ago there at the library in Indianapolis? I was down there. Yeah, and Orcam was there, and I tried it that day. And it was it was kind of weird because you had to, if you wanted to look at stuff, you had to kind of turn your head a little bit to the right or left to get the camera to focus on it. Where this one, you just looked right straight at it, and it was right there, you know. It would well, be a lot easier than having the camera on the arm and the glasses. 
Right. That's what I mean. It's right in the center where you'd be looking. You know, if you're yeah. looking straight at the page or straight at the thing, because it, it'll read, it'll read street signs. It'll read uh, signs on the side of, you know, advertisement signs on the building. What the door name is. It'll only thing they say they recommend: don't go without your dog or your cane, because they can't they can't trust it that dog. You know? Right. Well, it's a new experience, and. You know, it looks like it might be another generation, and they're always going to improve. Oh, yeah, you know, always, somebody's going to improve. You know, Envision's glasses are $2,500, but they're right. based upon the Google Glass, which they're no longer making. So right. uh, you hopefully the manufacturer has enough of these laid back or a way to overcome you know that issue and they probably do so or they wouldn't say yeah. they did but that right. that's another need, you don't need no internet connected with this it just, it just right so that that's a big thing you know what i mean when you but they but they had a i don't know if jenny you ever seen this they i forget what i got the literature i think sure but they had an author or a printer i forget what it was and it was only about three grand i think but what was interesting it would roll out, you could do print, you know, you could do Braille. But also, it would emboss, like they had a copy there, they embossed a copy of the United States with all the dates. They were all outlined in, uh, you know, line, you know, Braille or, you know, raised dot marking for the shape of the state, and they had the abbreviation in the middle of the state. And then they had one, if you went for a classroom, they could print it without the things inside, and you'd have to try to identify the date by the way the shape of that was. And it also did, uh, did Braille. It was, I forget the name of the company now, but it was, it was a, a newer company. Yeah. Good stuff, Bill. Good stuff. You'll be. All, yeah, everybody else is there, NLF and everything else and all the, yeah. all the literature to give away. You know. <laughs> I'm sure we can get into that just a little bit later, but we've got three callers right. who are, okay, go ahead. are hitting me in the microphone yeah, we got three, to uh, Ed, you read your hand raised, but you're on the panel, so if you, you don't have to unmute yourself or anything like that. Ed, yeah, you can just panel. start talking, oh. but we... We'll move along, and thank you so much, Bill. Bill, give me a call later today. He's gone. Okay. Who's next, Jeff? Beth, can you, uh, you, and you are muted. Go Uh, ahead, Beth. Go ahead, Beth. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I had quite a time last week. I had a friend come from Oregon, and she was here from the 3rd until this early this Monday. And Oh, I had the most wonderful time with her. We spent a bunch of time making CDs. When all was said and done, I found out we made 42 of them. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Put several on one disc, too. And I'm thinking, that had to have been a, over 100 of them right there. <laughs> and we went, she, she got to meet my caregiver. She also got to meet my sister. And so everything went really, really well with that. And I would gladly, I would gladly have her here again. But I'm thinking that she's not really happy with the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport right now. But it, it was just a wonderful, wonderful week. And only complaint that I have is that it went too fast. Well, wow. it's always like that. You know that, Beth. That's true. That's always a problem when you're yeah. having a good time. You made four. We used to make so many CDs when we ran the CD store. We had these CD duplicators. We'd make one, and then I'd put them in the duplicator, and I could make up to five on each duplicator at a time. I love it. And we used to have those CDs going like crazy, right, Jenny? (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, we had two machines, and we so we could do like two different CDs at a time and do four or five copies. And then you yeah. always had to check them to make sure it actually copied it. Well, because some of the workers sent out a couple, two or three that did not play, and we could not take that type of quality chance anymore. So I made the decision we had to test them. And uh, well, that's a good I remember the first day you worked in the store. And what <laughs> happened? He said, he, after the first few hours, he said, I, I think a dumb person needs to do this. And I was it. Oh, boy. And I was it. <laughs> oh, I don't was, worry. I don't think of any of, any of you as dumb people. Well, but, you know. <laughs> I it was, was monotonous. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a job, but all of you remind me of all those CDs, and you had these programs, and you could burn the CD, and and you put them in there, and it just it didn't oh, take we, long, about two minutes, and sometimes and we had a printer that labeled them, and you'd send. Sometimes it'd get stuck in the in the printer if it would slide off the little door, and I'd have to take printer apart to get the CD out. Oh, I got no. good at that. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you did. we had a. It <laughs> printed. It printed right on the. Is like a laser printer, and it printed right on the CD. I so, think if it worked well, I'd love something like that. That was that was the job, and then that got hit by a lightning strike. So we had to go to, had to go to a different type one. I got at. Uh, one of the stores, I think it was an Epson printer that did both, and it printed CDs also, and you wow. you could do that. But, but it, it did it in ink instead of like the laser did. Where, where it where, lasered it in. And wow. the ink, you had to leave, let them sit a few seconds so it would dry so you didn't smear the labels. And, and you those, had to replace all that ink. It had like five different cartridges. Those were the good old days. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. You know, I made some discs several years ago. Someone actually wanted to pay me $5 for each one. Maybe I'm not supposed to say things like that, but I did that. And then this gal said that, or, or no, she, she was glad to have me do it. And then her um, her husband actually told me those discs didn't work. So I threw them away. And then he said, can you send the money back, please? And I said, let me talk to her. I, I'm trying to be careful not to mention names, but then she and I were talking and I said, I want to continue to do this with you, but I don't want him getting involved in these transactions. And she said, well, I'll make sure to let him know that. And no, you do not have to send the money back because he threw him away and he shouldn't have. Well, you used to have that problem. And unfortunately, not everybody's CD device or reader is compatible or will work with everything. So it was a little overkill, but our testing machine for the CDs going out was a one of those Bose oh, yeah. uh, radios that had a CD player in it and if it would work in the bows then it would mostly work in anything so you know we tried to get it to work at as many things as possible but you you can't guarantee 100 percent of everything for everybody oh before right. we went to that one i think i wore out two other cd players oh. I, had a, I had a portable one and i wore it out then we had a boom box that had a cd player in it and we wore that out wow 
it's easy to do. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we we had ways of doing that. But we knew that once we tested it and people would pull that nonsense and we'd say, take the CD out and put it in. And then it would start playing for them because I knew we had tested it. Right. Now, that's good. And I like it. I could test all of the CDs that I play that I made for these this one couple and they play just fine. And after I checked them on my computer, I checked them on, on an MP3 player, and they worked out just beautiful. And the lady told me, she said, I'll definitely like to get more of them from you. But she said, don't worry, I won't involve him in it. And I, I know that she didn't want to involve him in that in the first place, because he's kind of, well, I can say a few things, but I'd rather not on here. <laughs> but we all had it, and, you know, those were the Good old days, but we used to put out a lot of CDs. In yeah. fact, we bought them by the case. That's awesome. We I have a hundred that that this person that came to visit me from Oregon. She her, her she actually had her daughter order a, a tower of a hundred CDs for me, and so we were able to use forty two of those. And I couldn't believe we used all that we did. <laughs> You know, the one thing I noticed is because I have the Bose Wave Music System 4, and it plays uh, store-bought CDs great. Now, I burnt quite a few, um, you know, my own CDs, and for some reason, it just does not like them. It won't play them. So my wife mm. has a home stereo on her she had one of those hundred disc CD changers. Oh, I love and, it! <laughs> well, it died. Oh. <laughs> so, um, and she, uh, she was, well, I'd like to have a CD player, and I said, well, they're, you know, they might be getting harder to find. I said, just go buy a DVD player. I said, and we'll hook it up to the stereo. You know, I just use the audio part, and it worked great. So now, mm -hmm. you know, so that, and my CDs were playing that. The only bad thing about it is is she doesn't like my music too much oh. <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's how it goes sometimes too <laughs> somehow some way back at the time we got it to work mm. it worked consistently but we had to do something with the file format but but i guess we could talk about this all day anything else beth before we wrap it up yeah, I want to let you know today is going to be a fun day. We're supposed to, some of us are going to go over to the Dairy Queen and have lunch, leaving about 11 o'clock Central Time here. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm definitely getting back into the activities again and having a great time. All right. Well, that sounds good, good, good. Yeah, I'm looking so forward to it. And I think it's on the 25th or 26th of this month that we're going to have the Universal Yums. Well, enjoy it and take it one day at a time. Uh, that I will. And I hope you're all going to have a terrific day today. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Beth. Mickey Quenzer, can you unmute yourself? You should be able to do that. Yep. I got the warrant, the message and I did it. All right. Go ahead, Mickey. Good job, Thanks, Mickey. Jeff. <laughs> um, let's see what I was going to, what I was going to talk about is ask somebody is I'm trying to work on adding a list member. I will, I, uh, am supposed to manage the listserv for the SEKCB group. And I don't know if anybody's ever used that interface, but I'm trying to figure out how to add a person to the list. And it's very odd. 
So I don't know if anybody's ever Are done you that. using Groups.io? Are you using... Yeah. Well, I was able to do that. Now, if you asked me if I could do it right now, I'd probably tell you no. But I added over 100 people. Yeah. Um, so it's... Once you get going with it, it's not too much of a problem. Well, but, I found I was able to get the I'm on, I'm on the list of members now, but I can't find something that says add a member or send a message to the member or you know a new member. So it's my okay. well, my suggestion would be go to our, your very favorite thing is called google.com and right. type in I'll groups try. To, right well yeah and try to type in <laughs> groups.io okay. and yep. then put in your question and i guarantee you between the forms and whatever you'll get your answer yeah i'm hoping so what they don't do what they don't do and so. if you don't give me a call and i'll screw you up some yep. more and oh, the person, good. the person yeah. who runs the list, that have, are, are you sure that they they made you an administrator to do that? Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's... I looked at that. I, I was able to find that, and I'm checked as actually as the owner, and um, and uh, so I can see people. I just can't figure out how to add them. Well, sometimes if you right click, on um, just go and, and do the most basic things, and that is to start reading that boring manual. I know Dave Rickard loves manuals. I hate them because I think I know it all, and then I don't know anything. But I don't like manuals. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm like a man. I don't believe in reading instructions. And then it takes me three times as long. But if you read that, it will tell you how to... You can just go into Google and type that groups i o how yeah, to I'll add a member that. to my group yeah yeah okay i'll try that and other than that there's not much going on i guess uh i'm kind of interested in knowing more about what devices uh google devices are on sale for the prime so i'm going to look into that today uh, what are you kind of looking at are you got something in mind you're looking in yeah my it's kind of complicated because we have we use airplay in our house sometimes okay and so the Bose 500 can do both AirPlay and can also be um, play through the Alexa. And so I'm trying to find something maybe cheaper than that that can do both. Because we what we do is we listen to talking books. So we have every speaker in the house, we have playing the same talking books so that we can go everywhere, everywhere we want to listen to the talking books. But I have one more place I want to do that with, but I'm trying to find a cheaper alternatives in the bows well uh jenny's looking for one too one i might suggest well i don't even really want to suggest it it's called a sonos rome it's a little cheaper than the bows maybe yeah that might be on sale today i'll look at that yeah look at the sonos rome i don't particularly like it ed you were going to say something well i was just are you are you talking like when you said bose 500 is that a sound bar or is that like a speaker it's a it's a Wi-Fi. It's a speaker. It's um, a lot like the lot a lot like the sound bars. I can't guarantee that they're on sale, but uh, the brand that I really like because the battery life on on them is incredible. It has about a twenty four hour usage, Whoa. and that's JBL. Okay, I'll look and at that. And it's a it's in an AirPlay device also. Um, I mean, I Bluetooth stuff. I'm not sure about AirPlay, but I know. Okay. That but again, again, Ed, I mean, Ed, Ed, Bill said, I, I got to agree with Bill. Google is your best friend. Yeah, and no, I know. 
I really believe it is not that. always for some things it helps to talk to people. Well, I'm trying to fix my Dropbox. It's not my best friend. No, it's uh, not. Uh, but not in this particular. But in most cases, it is. But I believe the answer is yes, 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 Mickey, on okay, that JBL um, because it does Android. Anything that does. Android. The only thing about a JVL is it's not Wi-Fi enabled. I do not. Okay, then it won't do AirPlay. So, I. Um, but okay, that's fine. I, I'll check I, into it. But check into that, and you know your Rome speakers, your Bose. You can get those Bose that are like the Bose. You might not have a problem with the Rome if you don't have any other Sono stuff. Like some people we all know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have. I don't have. That's any the only Sonos thing. You may not have any trouble at all with the Rome, but okay. I'll but I've that. always found Sonos to be very picky, very hard to use, especially if you go outside of your environment. Now Jeff has no problem with his, but he's never left home. No, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't take my Sonos anywhere. They don't let me out of the house, Bill. <laughs> I don't. But, He's I, remember, under but house. I also have those Sono Play Five speakers, so they're not really for traveling. They're really. They're really. You know. No, they right. don't go anywhere. He's no, under house arrest. I will say something about the Bose really quick because um, I have a couple of Bose systems that are you know Wi-Fi. Um, I have the. Oh boy, I can't remember the name. Of, well, for one, my sound bar, the Bose uh, 600. And then there's another Bose that I got, it's Wi-Fi. And the only trouble that I have with them is a lot of times, not the, the app stinks. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, the, I have the Bose, the Bose SoundTouch 20. Ed, remember we talked about that years ago. And yeah. I have that, and I love the sound on it. It was great as a table radio. I don't use it anymore because the app was, as the station changed, the app didn't keep up with everything all the time, and it was just terrible. So it's just yeah, sitting it, there, and, uh, and no, one's, no one wants it. It's just a, a paperweight on my living on my living room. Uh, my, yeah, one of my... it has a tendency to um, disconnect from your device a lot. And so what I always do to reconnect it whenever I do is because um, it'll say, well, it's not showing. Yeah. So I, I close the app completely. I, you know, take it out of um, you know, app. Oh, what do you call that? Where you clear out everything like the uh, yeah. history yeah. or whatever. I actually I, have I actually I, have an Alexa cl- plug. For both for those speakers, and I just tell it to turn off or tell it to turn back on again, and it works. Or sometimes, <laughs> like if you use the app on your phone, like I do, mm-hmm. I'll close them out. I turn off my Wi-Fi. I turn it back on, and then I'll open up the app. And a lot of times, it'll connect. So I mean, it's kind of an inconvenience, but oh yeah, I know we lose thing. We you just have to. You just have to allow the time to play with it before you can really do what you want. <laughs> no, I know that. And I, I'm also wonder if, of course, Amazon has, if they have anything. And, you know, they talked about this at the convention, and this is going to affect you, though. It's not ready for prime time yet. Real good. But the Bard has a new app for those um, Lady A speakers. Device. Right. Yeah, I beta, I'm beta testing that. It's not a bad app, but it's a little bit finicky. Yeah, it's a little I, clunky, and it stops, and it, <laughs> it really does is. This oh, Bill, the... if you, if I'm sorry, if you want, if you run into trouble, uh, you know, you can always maybe call me, and I can at least talk about your Dropbox thing and see if there's anything I can help you with because I do use Dropbox a lot. Yeah, it's been working, but it's just all of a sudden, and then the music wasn't playing, and now, then Jeff would send me. I thought. 
Jeff, what have you done here? And it wasn't Jeff, it was me. Uh-huh. And all yeah, of the files. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but it's, I'll give you a call. Okay. All right. And it's well, good It's good that we'll, you guys have a fall guy, you know? Jeff is doing really well uh, at that. I'm, I'm, I'm just still. I've fallen on that bounce. I, you know, Bumble's, remember that? That's Rudolph, right. Rudolph the Red Nose, Bumble's bounce. So I must be a Bumble, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll still oh, blame Jeff no matter what. <laughs> a weeble wobble. Yeah, there you go, Jenny. He's a weeble. <laughs> weeble yeah, you know, my, uh, my youngest daughter, Mer- my oldest daughter, Meredith, like those weeble wobbles, uh, what was like, they, they, they never fall. Weeble wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, she yep. liked yeah. that. She liked that toy. I remember that. Yeah, they were fun. Still wasn't yep. as fun as the slinky, okay, well, but... Thank you, Mickey. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Mickey. Be in touch soon. Okay. Hey, Bill, I have a quick question for you. Um, you you're using Dropbox on your uh, laptop? On my laptop and on my desktop and on the other. I use them on both devices for the Legend. Are you using the app for the PC or are you using the... Uh, um, I'm you know, using the, the desktop back for the PC. What, what was that? The desktop app for the PC. Um, sometimes maybe, I don't know if you want to do this, but maybe if you remove the app and then download it again and then sign back in, I, would, I don't know if that would help you or not. I've tried that, but you know, here's the problem. And Mickey would back that up if he was on here right now. You can uninstall an app off your computer. And it does the basic install, but it does not do a real good uninstall. Usually you have to go get a third-party app to do a super uninstall where it removes all traces of the program from your computer. Otherwise, it picks up the old stuff. I wish I could remember the name of that one that Freedom Scientific told me to get when I had trouble with JAWS. When it wouldn't work, remember, and I had to use Windows Eyes all the time? Yeah. Sometimes you've got to totally get every remnants, everything off that computer. And Jeff will tell you this, too, right, Jeff? They get yeah, in there. Yeah, I agree. I used to use Revo, but Revo is not, when it's they updated it, it wasn't really usable anymore. But there there are other programs that will do the same thing. I bet Lawware might have one you could get. Yeah, if you go to, you know, you know, if you go, Ed, if you go to lawware.com, I believe that web is still active. He may still have uh, a whole section of tools. He, he had a real good resource for, right, uh, for tools backup, that you could use. You know, that you can wipe it off and maybe that will do it. But it's a, it's a real problem. Dropbox is kind of acting a little weird right now because I'm using it and... Uh, I, I also had some trouble uploading stuff to Dropbox, and it, it it's working, but it's still acting kind of squirrely. Um, I just work with it, and it finally worked. But this you can't even work weird. with. Um, it took me three, four, five different combinations. Something Tim told me tried to work for a little bit, but it got a file to play, but it's not... You know, when you're in the music business and you got to play music and you can't play your music, that's not a good thing. So I'm going to get all of this fixed. This is a mess. Put them onto an external drive. Use my Dropbox when I get it fixed as usual, but have something in reserve. Now, this could have been caused from a corrupted update this could have been caused from a virus it it could have been caused from any type of thing you know what i mean 
I would probably lean more toward the update because mine was act or mine was fine until my laptop decided it wanted to update, and then after it updated, then I started having some trouble with Dropbox. So I would say probably the update in Dropbox just hasn't caught up yet. Yeah, Mickey, oh. what did you want to say? Yeah, I know you're unmuted. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that, uh, uh, Bill, what I would look at for is the uh, to see if maybe you need to allow that app, whatever app you're playing through, see if you need to a allow that to the uh, inner the security app. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's not out allowed and then you can't uh, open that port. I, I've so, thought about that and I've checked that. I did go check that, Mickey, and but it's happening on more than one machine. We'll get into more of it over the phone, but it's happening on more machines. This one happens to be the worst at it. But if I repair those files, you know, if I download a fresh copy or get a fresh copy, then it works perfect. And that for, for a long time? Or does it no, it's been going and going and working for the past several weeks. So but, the file, let's say you have a file and you're not able to play it. Yeah. Um, yeah what happens is he, I send him files that we use for all things radio. I don't know if you listen to that yeah, yeah. podcast. And I send him, I always send him three files. I send him a, a radio news file, yep. a feature station file, yep. and, a, and a classic air check file. Yep. And he said, he calls me and says, what am I going to do, Jeff? All the files are truncated. So I sat there and I said, well, it said they're truncated. So what I did was I sent them to my friend Don out in New York City, the same thing. I did, did, I did nothing different except place them in a folder that Don and I share. And I said, can you check these files out? And he said, I'm not having a problem with them. So there's something on his end that, that we can't figure out is why are those files being try, corrupted when they go to his machine. Try That's sharing the, the actual, try creating a folder that you can move things to that you're sharing with him directly. I, that's what I did. Oh, oh that, we, wow. we, In other words, he has a folder called All Things Radio. Yeah. And in, in that folder, there are subfolders for different things. Yep. And all, and there's never a problem, like with getting stuff, for example, uh, you know, normally, and, and we've been using this folder for how long, Bill? Like 10 oh. years or more, at least. Oh, it, almost 14 years. Now, when you say it's truncated, do you know... How do you know it's truncated? I think that's the area that you're getting when you went when you go to right, right because oh. it comes up when we play these in studio. Tim will tell you it shows something of a file not complete or whatever, and you've got to go in and overwrite it, and it still doesn't work. Then so you just have to erase it, do but. You know? With JAWS, it's so that you can actually show people what exactly going on. Yeah. You remember the virtualization of the screen? Alt. Uh, yeah. Alt control. I hate all these. I think it's Alt control A. I don't know. I'll, I'll call me and we'll see. Yeah, it but it's it it's a real problem. But it can be fixed, and then once it works, it's fine. But there's either something's clobbered on this computer. Or I'll try the, but I've got to find a good uninstaller. You can't just, your Windows will uninstall programs, but it leaves a lot of remnants and things behind. You know yeah, what I mean? Your registry editor could have no, some no, stuff. No, unless you know what you're doing, and I'll be very uh, no, truthful. No, I wasn't going to I played with yeah. the registry editor and, and hacked something, <laughs> and my computer was a wreck, and my friend Tim had to come over from uh, and help me out to fix it because it, it was, I just, so I don't like doing that that much. No, but it can no be, I, I wasn't. Yeah, hey, I wasn't even going to suggest that. <laughs> no, Reg at it, boy. That uh, was, oh my! I, I have used it because I have to use it. I had to use it to configure VLC whenever, Media Player to play stuff from whenever, a, a website. Whenever Bill gets in that on my computer, I'm gone. I leave. I don't watch. 
I know. I'm leaving out, I'm leaving the room, leaving the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go very, very far away. I don't blame you. Hey, Jenny, um, I have a project that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it's a Braille project. Um, can you email me? Bill has my email, um, and I'd like to discuss it with you. Okay. Okay. That'd be great. Okay, guys. Well, hopefully, Bill, you'll get it worked out, and let me know if I can help. If not, I'll throw a hammer at it. <laughs> Don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> All Thanks. right. Thanks. Yeah, it's a real problem. I don't know. I have a question for Ed because I've been asking this one. No one has an answer for it. Ed, you, I know you shop on QVC, and uh, I, got a, I got a question for you. I want to buy something on QVC, and I know how to use their website, and I've used their, their, their app for the iPhone. But what I cannot figure out is when I go to checkout, I don't necessarily want to have everything I buy on easy pay. If, if, not, if something is not that much money, and I just want to pay for it, is there a way to say pay for it all at once? I don't want to put it on easy pay. It, you- should, it should give you that option. Um, usually, because um, usually when I order from QVC, I'll uh, write down the order, you know, the order number, the mo- you know, or whatever, and then I'll call them and I'll order it that way, and then they will ask you if you want to um, do. Easy yeah, I just, pay. I just, I just never do that, so um, I thought or maybe what you... you could do is just order it, and if it gives you easy pay, just go in and pay it off. Um, you know, because you can go into my account. Yes, I know that. You, yes. Yeah, you could, you know, go in that way and do it. But it should give you the option. I, I mean, like I said, I've never really ordered. Usually, when I order, I always, I, I like a personal touch. You know, I, when you talk to somebody, and yeah, that's it, what that's what Laura did all the time. Was called it in if she didn't want it on easy pay because, and she, she's you know using Android phone. She couldn't find it. In, in I couldn't find hands. it on my iPhone. I and I agree well, I with you. To, I used to do it on my computer sometimes, and there's a there used to be a button that said that you could push and say you wanted regular pay. Yeah, I mean, in fact, it was the, hard to get not, easy pay. It's, it's not the it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. But I just you know. Well, I, the one thing I will say, and this hasn't really, but it does have to do with QVC. I don't know what it's like on Amazon or, you know, the Google TV or any of that, but I noticed on the Roku, uh, the app updated, and I was trying to watch it the other day. I would try to watch and see what the, you know, kitchen gadgets, usually they have them on sometimes Wednesday and Sunday. And I was trying to watch it because I don't have cable um, because there's nothing on to watch it. That's my opinion. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Um, So I was trying to figure out how the heck do I watch because I used to be able to just click on the app and then I would watch it. And I kept trying, kept trying. And I was like, what the heck? Well, then I looked, the menus have changed. And now they have a thing on there called Live. And it's all of, like, all the QVCs and the HSN. So it's kind of like scrolling through a cable menu and you can pick which one you want to watch. As a matter so. of fact, that's like that on the Fire TV. What's, what's, what's dangerous on the Fire TV app for, for, uh, for, for QVC is that as you're watching an item, if you mm-hmm. click on that item number, it'll ask you for your phone number and it will text you a link for that item number. And of course, if you have, if you, if you get their text message and you have it on your, and you have the QVC app on your iPhone, you can automatically buy. And that could be that could be very dangerous. But, uh, but it can, yes, <laughs> but it can be done. And I understand on the Roku app. I think with your Roku on your television, you can use that little Roku remote to do the same thing, and you can hit a button on that remote and and it'll buy. But I'm not. I don't use my Roku anymore. I have it, but I never use it anymore. 
So it is a very interesting, and I know that uh, I just read on the Cord Cutters News a while ago on the Vizio TVs or the Samsung TVs, which one, I forgot which one it is, that they're interfacing QPC with their with their apps, and you can do the same thing with the TV remote, and you can just put one button, and it'll 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 be sending it to your house, like the guy that ordered the grow clutches on, on the uh, Fire Sign Theater, uh, but waiting for the electrician, uh, Tim. That's exactly what it's like. So, uh, it's well, kind of- you know, and sometimes if you have, because uh, if you have an over-the-air antenna, um, like if you want, if you don't want to have cable, but you want to watch your local channel, if you have a good enough antenna, you can actually watch QVC on that. Now, of course, it doesn't have the click and buy, but I mean, like if you want to just watch it, if you have an over-the-air antenna, rescan it every now and then, and depending upon the area, you can pick up QVC. That's right. So, all right. Well, we're 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 the queue of hands raised is empty. Although I just said that, I don't know. It's empty. Yeah. So, if anybody wants to talk about a the convention or b, um, if you're going to participate in Prime Day today, if it's all a big hype, what do you, what do you think of that? You know, you you're welcome to chime in or. If you insist, you can talk about whatever you want to. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. I'm just teasing. You may always talk about what you want to. It amazes me how many of the stores are coming out. Other than big stores like Walmart and some of those are coming out before Prime Day with their own good deals trying to... Yeah, it's kind of like having Black Friday in July. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Did you see that Macy's and all other stores are doing this thing where you want free shipping, but you have to buy so much product before you get the free shipping? So, for Walmart. example, I believe it was Macy's. They said you you have to buy at least $55 or $56 worth of product before we, we, we allow you to have free shipping. And I get that. And uh, I would buy my stuff now from any any place that delivers by UPS because if you don't uh, and UPS goes on strike, you're going to have trouble getting your package because what's going to happen, everyone's going to use the post office. Everyone's going to use FedEx. And it's going to be rather interesting to see what happens if QBS goes on if uh, QBS, uh, UPS goes on strike. But I hope that doesn't happen. But it, it could easily happen. One thing, one thing while I'm thinking about it that we were talking about on Book Talk yesterday that people may not know, and I saw it the other day, is now the post off the postal service is claiming that they're understaffed or whatever. So if you receive braille books from your read from NLS that they want you to either go on the website and arrange for package pickup or they have an 800 number, which I do not know off the top of my head, that you can call for the postal service and arrange a pickup for your package. They're not going to automatically pick up the Braille books. And they even said cartridges, but those things are small enough. There's no excuse for that. Their hands are weak, like my hands, Jennifer. Why what do you, don't you understand that? Does that include, because um, my wife likes to get... Uh... Braille, she likes to read Braille, though. Um, and sometimes, like, when she'll order stuff from Bard, if they got it in Braille books. Yeah. You know, so... It, um, it shouldn't include I, delivery, just the pickup, if she wants to send it back, is my understanding. Yeah. And now, if you're tech savvy, you can go online and fill out the form, and the post office will come and pick it up for you but it used to be that we could put it in a bag outside or hold it put it in in the mailbox and put up the flag and they would come and get it i don't know well we have a, a huge mailbox just because you like you know to receive braille books and we also put a basket on the front so if it's not raining you know they can just stick the braille bo- books in that basket 
But that one day when she decided she went to order a bunch of borough books, they all came in one day. And I said, Kathy, that mailman is probably cursing your name right now. <laughs> probably is. Scott yeah, Edwards, can you, yeah. uh, you are muted. Go ahead. What would you like to say? Well, that happened to me once with cassette books. They sent me a whole bunch of them at once that I put on an order form. But I didn't mean for them to send that many at once. They usually send me, they usually used to send me like three or four. But anyway, uh, about the convention, a uh, new product was, was unveiled that here, uh, Dream Vision, where I got the lyric. Uh, it was carrying it, apparently. Mike Tyndall talked about it. It's a braille uh, display called the Activator. Have you all heard of that? No. But it apparently has both a Perkins style and a QWERTY keyboard. Wow. And it's touted as, you know, being used being especially good for, like, the iPhone. Or I presume you could connect it to a computer. What was the price point on it, do you know? About, I think, about 66,000, 6,300 or so. What, what's its main purpose? The to, be used, to be used as a Braille display for other devices. Oh, okay. All right, so... Also, I wouldn't... But I wanted to ask Ed real quick. You mentioned Ed. Uh, one time you mentioned uh, apple cider vinegar tablets. Oh yeah, they, they're good for various things, I guess, curbing the appetite. I think you mentioned. Well, they, they do. Maybe, or? Yeah, they do kind of curb your appetite, but they also will lower your cholesterol if oh, you okay. have high cholesterol. It's the garlic okay, tablets are the ones that prevent the skeeter from biting you. Oh, well, these apple, apple cider vinegar, which, how many how many a day do you normally take? Um, I don't know. Some brands may vary, but do you have a Walmart nearby? Yeah. Uh, they sell them there, and I think I only took one a day. You know, oh, I, really? I, yeah, I think it's it's one right. a day. <clears throat> well, because it might be bad if, a milligram, but I guess it's pretty it's powerful enough that it will. Well, I, yeah, I guess, too, it depends upon the milligrams that you buy. But they do have a brand there, and I can't uh, – I have to go down and look at my medicine cabinet. I can do that really quick if you want me to. Well, um, I, was just, I was just curious as to how many a day you took it would seem to work. Yeah, well, I, 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 I took one a day, and I usually oh. took it, like, um, in the morning when I get up. Scott, oh, what was what was that dream vision you mentioned? Because I, I, I you, you mentioned it, but what is it was dream called, vision? Dream vision is where I got the uh, where I got the lyric reading machine last year. That's oh, Mike, okay. Mike Tindall, yeah, Mike okay. Tindall is with them. Okay, he, I got you. He was at the convention, or at least he was. He, he presented. He was one of the presenters at the in the virtual exhibit hall that they had set up. So he did he been, not work uh, for Hims at one time? Mike, I think maybe. Yeah, I've I seen he, that. I thought it might have pretty much like a humanware was. Well, he could have been there too. I don't know. By the but, way, do you like the lyric, the one that you bought? Oh yeah, it's it's very. It comes very very handy for reading mail. I just read something this morning that needed urgent attention. <laughs> just, uh, Actually, I, have, I do have a question, Scott. So while you're uh -huh. on mute, you could chime in too. But I uh -huh. mean, this is for everybody. Uh, my wife has been. <clears throat> Possibly in the search for a standalone scanner where she could put stuff in there and, and then it will read it to her like her mail and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's the lyric. You just, oh, okay. It is very, you, you just place a, a printed page underneath this uh, arm you lift up. It has, I guess it's like a hover cam type camera and it snaps the picture and it's reading within seconds. And Freedom uh, Scientific has one called the Pearl. It's the same kind of thing. They, but I, oh, that's I understand. That's not a. But I mean, that's not a. That's just camera. You have to connect it to a computer. That's right. Yeah, that's not a self-contained. Right. This but is just a it self. an example. Yeah, I understand. Is, yeah, I understand. Humanware just came out with just unveiled one this year called the Odyssey, which is a standalone reading machine too. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I know, know that. that 
I know that the ones that she was kind of checking into were about 2,000. I think well, the 6,000 one might be a little bit, because we're just now getting a new deck put on. So that might be a little bit beyond her price range. I think the lyrics well, is that the lyrics in the $2,000 range, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, eight, yeah, well 1,800 if you don't get the keypad, which there's an optional add-on keypad for it for, like, navigation and review of your what you what you scan but you could i could i've been doing fine without it because i don't use it i don't do a lot of reviewing except if i'm going to load it save but, it to but, a sub drive and load it onto the mantis or something the only reason i would say that pearl is a, is, a, is a good option even though you said that she wants a standalone unit the price point for that is about 330 dollars so i mean that's a lot yeah, better but than... you gotta have scanning software to run it don't you no yeah. you don't well, of course, it... Daddy, jaws has its own scanning yeah system. jaws has an ocr scanner that'll run it and you yeah, you can save it, but if you, it will work in conjunction with OpenBook. I know, I know that, that, and Bill, and there's one thing I have to say that Bill was right about. OpenBook is still at a, at a higher price point. They are mm. not, they're not supporting, I mean, they're supporting it, but they're not making any you new updates. You don't want to use OpenBook. If you're running at least Windows 10 or higher, you don't want to use OpenBook. Okay. At, at least I found with my computer and the printer I have, the scanner, it crashes way too much. So it's and probably the only a lot way... more convenient to use the JAWS OCR feature. Actually, I've been using, I've never gotten JAWS OCR to actually make my scanner scan anything. I've gotten it to read PDFs. It does very good at that, but I never yeah. have gotten it to actually use my scanner yeah. and scan I, anything. I think what, are you, what, are you, what are you using oh. for your scanner then, Janet, Jennifer? I've been using Biblios. Biblio? Oh, that's the one that Mike told me, told, told us about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't crash, and they made an update to it, and it's a pretty good um, update that they did to it. It made it scan a lot better. Plus, well, you can do so many different things with it. You can even create, like, it has a word processor in it, so you can. You know, if you could get together with, uh, with uh, who was it, Ed, because, you know, if, if why would you have to spend a lot of money on this stuff? If you could get a good flatbed scanner. I know, I, I, I realize that, that, that your wife, Ed, wants to have that self-contained unit, but really if you can get it and flatbed scanners are not expensive today if you could buy a flatbed scanner and she could use the biblio software that that would that would work fine for her for initially but that's up to you guys otherwise well, the computer aren't exactly best yeah. friend they <laughs> yeah. well the lyric for without the keypad is is eighteen hundred dollars and you just you have the built-in what they call base buttons which will do fine for if you just want to read something, you'd listen to it. Yeah, I think that's what she's looking yeah. for. Because I mean, sometimes she'll get, I mean, a lot of times I'll read stuff for her, but I've only got one eye now. So, and, well, I, well, I mean, I have both eyes, just one of them's not working. Um, but, uh, you know, my eye gets kind of tired, and so she's trying to, you know, find something that so she wouldn't need, you know, my one good eye where she can do it herself. Well, we've given oh. her some alternatives, which you know may not be I acceptable. I listening, so maybe she's writing well, them down. Bill, what about the hymns player, the one with the OCR in it? Oh, that synth player. Well, let me explain a little bit about that. It's more the hymns, right? It, it would be a good thing, especially when they release the new version coming up later this month. Uh, because it uses something called Google Lookout. There is nothing better that scans in Windows or um, on the iOS devices. Now, I wanted to, I guess there's been some significant changes in the fast few days in SuperSense or something like that, but, and maybe in Envision AI. 
but not Envision AI, but uh, um, what's the one from Microsoft? Um, what do they call their Scene AI? Scene AI. Right. I like, I like that app. Right. I, I guess there's been some major yeah, changes. It's great for looking things at a But I will tell you, Google Lookout is the class of the thing. And that is going to be available on that little um, player because then you can scan and and do all those things. But if computers are not her friends, if not they're not Kathy's friend, then wow. I'm thinking your, your scanner that the $1,800 point would probably be. The best thing is like you, Jeff, using that Sarah or whatever you use. What's that thing you got, that Sarah? I I have it, but they don't make it anymore. I bought it because I needed it. And you have to understand, mine is a self-contained reading machine as well. uh, And it's called the Sarah. So they don't make it anymore, but it's like the Lyric. It's the same thing. It's a flatbed scanner. And it's a, it's a, it has a computer in it, basically, and it reads everything. It doesn't need a separate keyboard or a separate keypad. But, uh, again, if that breaks on me, then I w- I'm going to have to find something else. But I use it because when I first moved to my own apartment, I needed some way to read my mail. And I didn't want to bother my tenants and bother people around me to do that. But um, I will tell you the lookout, it probably reads as well as anything that oh, I've I'm ever sure. seen. And you've demonstrated that on, on the Right. Book, I've, I mean, oh. it's I believe it. Since, and so does Jennifer. When we want something to read in this house, if we want a barcode to read, the others won't even touch it, and it just makes all the difference in the world. So I would say that would be one cheap role. But knowing just based upon what Ed's saying, I think— The I only think, reason I thought of it was the price would be a lot cheaper than— Right, but I think it'd be a little more complicated if she just wants to sit down and hit a button and it scan the page— well, then there's your ticket right there. She doesn't care about where it's coming from, what format, what what she's got to hook it up to, what scanner, what piece of software. She just wants to sit down and read her mail. Exactly. That's what right. Software. Cut, cut the, right the to the chase. You, you all you do is place the page underneath this arm thing that you lift up. And it, it, you just, uh, Matter of fact, I might get one of those for Jennifer. Book. <laughs> what if you um now with that thing is what if you put the page in upside down? Well, It'll, I mean, it won't make any difference. Now sometimes it may take a little longer to yeah, um, which case it just be gives you progress beeps. Yeah, just know. like just like the uh, freedom, just like the freedom time Sarah, It doesn't matter how you have the page facing; it knows. It just it just figures that out, and it works fine. Uh, and it works stop. on battery too. What I <clears throat> what I usually do is yeah, it does a pretty long lasting battery. What I usually do is put it put the page uh, you know, as straight as I can, center it on the little platform thing that's, that's underneath the camera arm, and, and then just move my hands and you know, and push it. And I kind of push it way back toward the. The, the back edge, the back surface, and line it up with that. It's not hard to do it. And you just it, move your hands and it just snaps yeah, she, the picture. She has this app on her phone, her iPhone right now, and it, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it has like a, oh, it makes a noise. And whenever it gets in focus, it'll stay, you know, it'll let her know that the page is in, um, that it's in focus and stuff. And then she hits a button on the iPhone and then it'll, uh, 
almost like it does a snapshot and then it'll read. I can't remember the name. Oh, of the well, that's the the KNFB. Is, 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 is it the voice stream scanner or the KNFB reader? The KNFB reader was the one that would let you know when it was in focus and you had to push another button. However, now the voice stream they changed that. Voice stream has the reader and the and the writer, but the scanner part of that app, which is the, which is what it, which is really what people really like, is not made by. It has been separated out from the voice stream elements. Um, the guy that uh, got out of got out of development of the voice streams writer and reader and sold that off to or sold it off to another company and i forgot the name of the, what it's called for voice stream scanning it's uh no, I, I i don't remember what it's called but they changed the name of that app yeah well she doesn't i mean she'll use it but she doesn't really like that app that much i think that's why she was looking for a um a scanner it's a lot <laughs> harder to do with the phone yeah. unless you have a stand or something to put it in so you can get it yeah exactly the right distance well, away the time. Oh, the phone i have Go ahead. The phone I have super tips, which actually guide you verbally to how to aid the phone at the page. Like move closer to the document, move further away, move, move the right to the left. left to the right. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll guide you. It, but it's finally lined up enough. And, it, and I'll swear by its OCR. It, it, it does a pretty good job. Just I can't get the barcode part to work on that thing, but uh, you're no. right about the OCR no. stuff. But I will say the barcode works on the Google. There is no question or doubt about it. It will read them when nothing else will. I can go through a ton of groceries and things and sort it out here in no time. And that's the key feature. But for what Kathy's trying to do, I think uh, Scott's suggestion might work for her. And that was called the Lyric? It's an L-I-R-I-Q. I think it's L-Y-R-I-Q. L Y R I Q. Oh, okay. In the, in the main, one of the main vendors here in the U.S. is Dream Vision Group. Uh, I forget their website, but if you Google Dream Vision Group, uh, and the guy at the one of the website got it that I spoke to there was uh, pretty well known, Mike Tindall. Yeah, Mike's okay, been right. around a long time. Was it Mystic Access involved with that as well at one point? Uh, the, the oh, yeah, those? that's how I first heard about it. They did the demo and uh, even, a, even a full webinar on it. Yeah, that's why I heard about it. It's good stuff, Scott. Yeah. Good well, stuff. And keep us posted, like yeah. To. I'll be here, but I'll be here. Well, we'll okay, have to pay buddy. for your input, Scott. Each of you by PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, Scott. Hey, thank you. Don't wait for Jeff to write out the check because he's got weak hands. That's don't right. Do. Thanks a lot, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> he can't take money either because his tans are too weak to receive it. <laughs> someone, someone else's hands will get it before I get it. <laughs> yeah. Because they can. The way it works. Don't get me going, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, that those are so just some good suggestions to real life solutions because it's not the goal to make everybody spend all the all their hard-earned money because we have a lot of you know and these are just our opinions of course but you can go check them out by the way you were talking about the convention and i and one of the things you said was uh one of the sessions that i listened to that i really enjoyed was a session on uh, transportation and and paratransportation, the transportation for people who are visually impaired or, or, or handicapped, is not equal depending on where you are in the country. And I found that at least for where I live in Albany, New York, that that transportation here is quite good um, compared to other places. Uh, we have three kinds of transportation. We have the regular buses, which because most cities have. We have the paratransit service, which compared to where my 
where my my sister lives in Rockland County, I I have to give them one day's notice, and I can get my my transportation the next day. But in like for example, Rockland County, where she lives, I it's a seven day notice. You, that that is just unacceptable. But I mean, that's what they have there. Plus, like Columbus, Ohio. We have a bill, you went to the meeting on it, we have a, a service called Flex, or or they call it microtransit on demand. And if you live in a particular polygon, I happen to live in that polygon where my building is, I can have Flex take me anywhere in certain areas of, of the county of Albany and where I live, the restaurants where I live, and where I can go up to the shopping malls and stuff, and it, it will take me there. It's called... It's called transportation on demand. However, if demand is high, you'll have to wait for the transportation. It's not a cab service, but I felt that that particular session on transportation showing that Columbus, for example, had uh, – I forgot her name was Katie. Uh, Ed, you might remember her last Katie Frederick. Katie Frederick was talking about the fact that really, yes, there are problems. We know there are problems depending on – and if, if there's always room for improvement – but as Katie Edwards says, she she said that Columbus really was pretty good, and at least Albany, New York, is pretty good. So you know well, that was. Go ahead, Ed. I was just going to say, you know, living in Columbus, uh, Kathy just got her uh, her Coda, you know, her mainstream, and that you know, like you, we have the city buses, we have mainstream, and then the uh, as instead of calling it Coda on demand or mainstream on demand or whatever they call it, user, and the only problem with that that we well she just got it and we decided to use it yesterday and we went to wally world you know good old walmart and when we went out they said you know look for the silver car well i got out there and there's probably about 15 20 silver cars and they really weren't um they're not sometimes they're not that great about coming and looking for people i mean you know they'll say Look for the silver car with the license plate, yada, 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 whatever it may be. And the only thing I can look at is silver cars. I can't read license. I mean, I can read them, yeah. but, you know, I can't read them from afar. Well, that, so, that's something that you may want to talk to uh, the, uh, the company about. With Star here, Ed, they will, they, they will actually, like, for example, if I take the bus or the bus, I, if I want Star to pick me up a cheesecake factory, why do I always choose food places? Because that's probably where I go most of the time. But if I want to go to the cheesecake factory and I ask Star to pick me up at a certain time, um, they will, they will actually, um, they will actually. A lot of times, the driver will actually come in and look for you. But if it does, if the driver doesn't, and I'm at the mall where the cheesecake factory is, I'll go out the front of the, uh, to the of the entrance. And when the star person pulls up, or the person that pulls up with star, he'll come out and he'll say, "Are you Jeff Bennett?" And I'll say, "Yes." And he'll, you know, he'll tell me where, he'll guide me to the to the vehicle. So that that it depends on where you are. That that's one thing that they've been taught. The other thing is. That for at least with Albany, New York, and Bill, I know your hand is raised, so we'll get to you in just a second, is that I had to recertify, and I said, oh, my God, it's going to be a hell hell of a hassle and a half, but it wasn't. And I was surprised, and I was able to use the form. The form was quite accessible on the web to recertify. Once I recer- once I submitted the form, it sent me a copy of my submitted application as a PDF document, which was accessible and could easily be read. And I kept that on my file. And then I got this not- the notification or something. I got a snail mail with two things: a star user guide, which was a printed manual, but I could still read it with my scanner. But it's also available online, and a, a letter in print that I could read that tells me that, that I was certified to star. The only thing I might say is, well, maybe that letter could have been put into alternative formats. For me, it didn't bother me since I had the scanner and I could read it, but not everyone can. Bill? Well, see that? Oh, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Ed. I was just going to say, see, that's the one thing that really annoys me about all of these services is that, like, my wife, she is, you know, she's been blind all of her life. It's not going to change. It's not temporary. And the thing that just kind of irks her and me and probably a lot of other people is 
Why the recertification? Um, I mean, uh, like well, we had a meeting with the star coordinator from CDTA. That's the Capital District Transit Authority. And the reason that they have to do that is that the federal government requires that under ADA regulations, you have to have you have to be recertified. And and the, the previous director of Star didn't do that. What she would do is she would say and look at the, the people who were on the list and say, "Oh, Jeff Bennett's his certification is coming up. He's blind. It's never going to change. He's never going to get his vision back." And she would automatically certify them. Well, they got in trouble for doing that. So. So that's you know that's what happened, uh, Ed. So um, that's why I think that's why that's what the law says. I'm I'm involved with the transportation uh, committee on on the American on the our local chapter. So I try to keep in touch with that with what's going on there. I'm going to ask before you get to you, Bill. I want to ask for Julia to unmute, and I just asked her to unmute because she hasn't been in here to talk. So go ahead, Julie. And I'm doing it again. Zoom gets a little slow sometimes, depending on what device they're using. So uh, let me just see. But I'm unmuted now. You are. I'm in trouble now. I'm in trouble. Go ahead, Julie. I'm just kidding. Go no. ahead. No. I didn't catch the name of the banquet speaker at convention. Well, you're not going to get it from any of us because none of us <laughs> listen to the banquet. Oh, okay. I didn't know if any of you had listened to the ACB banquet or not. Okay. I know somebody said he was pretty good, but I didn't. He was good, yeah. But I didn't catch his name, and I thought at first... He was being introduced, and then I realized he, and that they were telling the story about the speaker. But then the guy went on, so it was the speaker himself. And so I didn't happen to catch his name. I bet we could find out, though. All right. Thank you. Thank Gladly you, to for you, Julie. All right. Okay, Jeff, it's that uh, moment you look forward to. I know. Bill, can you unmute yourself? Yeah, I'm muted. So, uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, you, I, I sat in on that transportation, well, transportation, transportation, transportation session uh, at the ACB, and it was okay. But a lot of a lot of things I know were here in Chicago, and a few people I talked to that I know that are that visually or use it, the paratransit or the other stuff. A lot of times, uh, people depend on one, and they'll pick up a blind person, and the driver will treat them altogether different because. You know, in these big cities, a lot of these drivers are foreign drivers. And some countries, blind people are the dirt. So they think the same thing, because I can remember years ago, a friend of mine was a seeing eye dog, came out of O'Hare Field, went to get in this one, they had cab. It was a foreign driver, and he refused to take him because a dog close to him was a sin and the devil, more or less. So he nope. wouldn't take him. So he sued. But that's the other thing. And the other thing is, I noticed a paratransit that I don't use it myself. I don't use the buses and stuff I do. But... If you're going somewhere, I had this one friend of mine that she goes down to Northwestern, and she lives about maybe 20 miles out of me. She can be in the paratransit, and on her way home, they can, take, they can go down a street that's two blocks from her house, but they can't divert one block off to let her off. She has to ride the whole route till she's on the schedule come back. Well, all, they're me, all like that, Bill. And, and I, know, I, just don't, I just don't understand that. If you're a driver and you say, oh, well, you can say, look, I just live right the next block over. Can you, can you let me off? And no, okay, but this this these are the problems that they, they talked about at the convention. For example, right. if I if I have a dental appointment and my dental I and I have one coming up uh, on July 25th and I use Star and it's I want it's a ten, it's an appointment that comes at 10 minutes after 12 from my appointment. Right. They may want to pick me up at 10 o'clock for a 10 after 12 appointment. Yet I know I'm going to get there before 10 before 10:30 because I know exactly where the office is. At that right. point, if if I if I get that kind of a time, it's easier for me to take an Uber and get to that place than it is for me to use the Star. And they talked about that at the convention. But but, it, but again. 
And we've been talking about this for years. And and there's a guy who says, well, that shouldn't be. And because a lot of things shouldn't be. And but oh, but, yeah, well, CD, it, but, 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 but CDT will tell you, Bill, that Star is not a cab service. Okay. Oh no, it's not. I know it, it is it, not a private, not and a and that's program. where the difference is. Um, mm-hmm. and I, but I, but again, like I said before, and like they said, there's always room for improvement. Right. Well, another thing, I know the one guy on that panel, uh, the guy from Florida, I don't, I won't mention his name because we've mentioned names on here, but he mentioned about catching sometimes you'll take the, like even sometimes you'll do an Uber or you'll do a Lyft or even with a with the, with the uh, some other transportation thing that you'll tell them where you want to go. Well. A lot of those drivers really don't know the area. They use the GPS, and he more or less said, like, sometimes you get dropped off at the wrong place. Well, my my opinion is, even with my daughter, I do it just for the fun of it. But if I'm riding with her and she stops somewhere to go, like we go to some shopping center or some store, I automatically, just for the fun of it, take my phone out and say, what's my location? And if I told a, a, an Uber or something I wanted to go to 1045 Indiana Avenue, and I pick up my phone and say, what's my location? It says, you're at 1045 Jersey Avenue. Hey, buddy, you went the wrong place. Don't don't, don't just don't just jump out of the car until you find out where you're exactly at. I had that same that problem. Works, that works pretty well as long as you communicate with the driver. But we yeah, have a lot of times too, when right? you can't even talk to the driver and they can't even give you directions to the front door of the place that they dropped yeah, you off right. and if they dropped you yeah. off the right place. Yeah, and, that, and that's why they'll drop you off a lot of times. Like he was saying, sometimes they're going off at the wrong place. Well, the GPS gets screwed up. Well, because I had one driver. GPS before, and, and it, it, it directed her five blocks off the, off the court. I had the GPS. There are three buildings in my complex, and it took me to. And every building looks the same. And right. the only reason I knew that I was at the wrong building was because where I looked at the where, when I, my door, the door was exactly the same as the one I normally. And all of a sudden, hey, what's wrong? My key isn't opening the front door. <laughs> right. right. Then, when I, then I then I looked to see where the inter, where the buttons are for ringing the intercom to get it, and I saw oh, they're in the wrong place. It's a different building, and I had uh-huh. to figure out where I was. So. Uh, I used my phone and I, I, I said to, to my Siri, "Where am I?" And it told me I was at the. I told me the address of the building I was at, right. and I was able to figure out how to get back to my building. Uh, but that is that is a problem sometimes with GPSs. What about the GPSs that that in Hawaii that that people are driving off the bridge into the ocean into the water? Because... Oh yeah, right, right. Well, look, they got this one here in, in Chicago area. It's a little, it's a little town up north north of Chicago. I can't think of the historical site, and they got an old covered bridge, and that thing's been reinforced by steel, so it doesn't get knocked down, but. I don't know how many times this year already it's been about 30 times that thing has been hit by box truck because the drivers are using GPS and they'll say to get to this address it'll say turn here well when you look at the sign at the bridge it says height limit six feet but if you got an eight foot high truck you're not going to go through it but half these people that drive this stuff don't even know that or they don't they just go by their GPS system because they don't know where they're at anyway we understand Bill thank you Bill thank you and you know I was just thinking about that yesterday because when we went to Walmart I mean I I could go there blindfolded I know exactly how to get there and our user driver used GPS and I thought man you know way back in the day before there was GPS the cat all the cab drivers knew the city they didn't need a GPS or a map or whatever. They just, oh, you want to go to Walmart? Okay, you know, they'll take you there. Now they really rely upon those GPSs. And it's like, what would you guys have done like 30 years ago or whatever? But, um, you know, so. And I did have a question because I haven't used Uber for quite a while. And therefore, while you were seeing all kinds of um, uh, 
people that had service animals and they would you know the uber driver wouldn't take them because of the service animal did they ever fix the app to where like you can mark on there now that you have a service animal or how does did they not fix that? No, there's nothing on the on the app that says yeah, because if you put that on the app, they They'll might not even they'll, they'll, they'll come at all. <laughs> <laughs> they won't take you. Well, see, uh, the thing is, though, is I mean, sometimes I'm not I'm not making excuses. You know, believe me, I'm not. But sometimes, like if if there's an Uber driver, he might have or he or she <laughs> might have an allergic reaction to. Dogs. You know, my, here's my problem with that, and I I, I I hate to tell you this. We were at the ACB meeting a, a few months ago, and and one of the members of our club has a, has a has a guide dog, and he didn't want to take her, and he wouldn't take her because he says I am allergic to dog, and uh, and I told the driver I said that's right, you don't want to take her, that's fine. But I'm going to make sure that Uber knows that this is what's going on. And if you have an allergic reaction to dogs, then you shouldn't be running. You should be driving for Uber. I'm sorry. Uh, that part of the job, and that's and that's a job requirement that you that you have to transport well, people with, with guide dogs. And if you have an allergic reaction to them, then that then this kind of job is not for you. I would put it in that you can send the driver a text and tell them you have a dog. I mean, because there are people are really people that truly are allergic to them. But they don't read those texts most of the time, unfortunately. And if they read, the, if, if I said to, I said to a driver that I was totally blind, let me know where you are so I can so I so I you know so I so I can find you. And what did he do? He canceled the ride, and, another, and but I have Uber preferred, and another driver took over the ride. So, you know, it's not a perfect world. It will never be a perfect world. Oh, no. Well, we've had them pass us up. Bill and I have been standing places before, and we're both standing there, and they pass us up when they see we've got canes. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it's happened to all of us, and it just happens. And if you listen to the ACB convention last week— of course, Lyft wasn't there, but I can only speak for Uber. The number of complaints they got, they took that whole show of just people not showing up for, you know, with service animals. And I, I think there was a lady that did a show there and explained the difference. I mean, there are service animals and there is emotional support animals, and they don't cover those. Um, but they do have to... You know, for service animals, and now people that fly with service animals have to fill out a form for the airlines, and they have to document it and those types of things. So it's because of the earlier abuses, they have to be very, very strict. But still, there's no reason for them not to take a service animal. That doesn't mean that you can let the dog jump up on the seat and the dog do whatever it wants to do. You're responsible for that dog's actions. But still, most people's guide dogs are much better behaved than that. But we've had some people with not real well-behaved dogs, and I'm sure you've had that in Albany too, Jeff. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> I know some not-so-well-behaved people too. <laughs> we all go to that. Well, I mean, like yesterday when we had that driver, he was a really nice. He was a real nice driver, and he, you know, he started talking, and he was very friendly. But then he came right out and said, he goes. He goes, you know, no offense. He goes, but if it would have just been Kathy, and and if I wasn't with her, he wouldn't have said anything to her, you know, that much. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. And, I, and so I said, why? And then he 
got into this story about he a friend of his or something like that drove for uber and um I, I, I don't know. It's just really weird. I don't know if it was in his culture or what, but he just, you know, came right out and, and it's like, well, you know, you got to communicate. You know, like if my wife wanted to go somewhere, he, he would have to have communicated some with her because, you know, she's totally blind. So, I mean, it was just kind of a... It, it, is a, it really is a problem. I, I get it, Ed, and, and I don't know what the solution is. You know, I always say it. You, you, you make all these laws, and you, but you can't legislate people's attitudes. No, no matter what you do, you can't legislate those attitudes. I, it's, it's just No, but it's scary if you have to travel by yourself and if you have more than one disability. Like, like you know, I can't hear out of one ear. So if I ever had to travel by myself and take Lyft or Uber, I'd hope that they'd be able to communicate with me and at least make sure I got to the place I was going to. We can only hope, Jennifer. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a weird world we live in. <laughs> Very much so. Very discouraging sometimes, but then you get some good drivers. But then it seems to me, and I don't know this for fact, and it's probably not a fact, but it seems like, well, except for maybe in Naples, uh, Lyft has a, some pretty good drivers, but in Naples, they get a lot of these drivers who can't understand you, and you can't understand them. Yeah. And that's a that's a real problem. Well, I, I just want to say really quick, and then, because it's almost 11, and... Oh, I've got I a thing to run real quick for... Oh, okay, go ahead. Then. The recipe. No, you go ahead and say it real quick. I just wanted to say, uh, Tim, I'm really looking forward to your countdown tonight, or tomorrow night, because, one, it's my birthday, um, and number two, you're doing, it'll be July of 81. I graduated in June of 82, so that summer had some really good music, so I'm looking forward to the countdown. And, and Jeff, right. if you ever need dental work, instead of going to dentist, just give me a call. I'll come yeah, over he's, he's ready to work on it. But if you want some, if you want some, we want to thank everybody for participating panel and everybody and Ed, thank you. But if you really want some cake right now, Chris is going to cook you some ugly cake. So I don't know about that, but here we go. Let's hopefully this will play. This is a recipe for ugly cake. So you can imagine what it is. One 21 ounce can of pie filling. Now the rest the recipe success suggests blueberry, but you can use any kind you want. One package of yellow cake mix, and here again you can use any flavor that you think goes with your pie filling. Two eggs, two tablespoons of vegetable oil, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one half cup of chopped walnuts, one cup of frozen whipped topping thawed, and it suggests candy such as jelly beans or gummy worms. So you can use whatever, pretty much. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Coat a 10-inch bunt pan with cooking spray or lightly grease it. In a blender, puree your pie filling until smooth. Now you could, you could probably do that with a mixer, or you could. I know you could do it in a food processor or a chopper. In a large bowl, combine pie filling, cake mix, eggs, oil, and vanilla. Beat with an electric mixer for about two minutes on medium speed. Stir in walnuts and pour into the prepared bunt pan. 
Bake 50 to 55 minutes or until a wooden toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean. Cool slightly. Then remove from pan and continue cooling on a wire rack. Before serving, top with dollops of whipped topping and decorate with candy. And you can use, it says here in the notes, you can use pecan or walnuts or whatever kind of nuts you want. And that's how you make the ugly cake.